151 divided by werewolves. July 4th weekend. Celebrating some freedoms. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> if you're a gun owner, you have more rights than someone with a functioning uterus. How amazing it would feel to know that you can carry your gun most places. Not into places where the people who actually make the laws go. Because that would be fucking crazy, right? Like, I mean, like, why would we want that? Like, you can have someone in Oklahoma in full tactical gear, pistol AR-15, walking into a Target and people calling the fucking cops because they think there's a mass shooter because there's literally a mass shooting every week. But, mm, can't have that dude walking in to the rotunda in the Capitol because we can't have that. It's a safe <laughs> space. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, last couple weeks have not been great for, they I mean, they've been great for some people. Uh, they have been great for others. <laughs> I said to my wife, I was like, I actually was looking at places out of the United States that were easy to move to, not because of out of some sort of reactionary weirdness, but because I genuinely feel like shit's about to get not great yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I guess, like, if you, if you vote Republican and you're like, it's a party of limited government, I guess maybe you can continue to... Uh, delude yourself that that's actually the case if you threw a shit fit because you had to wear a mask but you're okay with a 10 year old having to drive out of state to abort her rapist's baby um whatever congratulations i guess figure out that cognitive dissonance on your own uh maybe there's a coloring book you can buy to help you uh work your way through that because lord knows any sort of rational discussion is probably not going to crack through whatever yeah. fucking Fox News bulwark has been set up in your freedom-addled mind. But, um, yeah. And here's the thing that bothers me the most. Like, I mean, I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I do need to talk about it because it's just been eating away at me. Like, I am not mad at conservatives per se. I think they're terrible people with awful ideas that are so exclusionary to so many people that they like that they just don't even warrant any consideration whatsoever but at least they've been 100% above board with what they've been trying to do like it's not it's not unclear that they have been working very hard to move the country to the right and starting at the local level and 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 working their way up and getting judges appointed and all that like like they've been clear the playbook has been clear for a very long time that if you appoint enough judges it doesn't matter what laws get passed you can just have someone sue and then that law will get cut out at the knees by either an appellate court or the Supreme Court. And they've been very clear that that's what they've been doing. So I don't 
I don't blame them for any sort of like lying or subterfuge. It's been clear what they've been doing. I, I do, however, blame the entire Democratic Party apparatus that knew this Roe v. Wade opinion, this Dobbs opinion, was going to happen two months ago, and their response has been to vote harder. Like, I can't think of a more tone-deaf, less useful solution than voting harder, especially when you consider, like, how... 60% 60% of this state's state legislators legislations are Republican leaning and districts are gerrymandered to out the fucking ass to allow that. And now the Supreme Court said in their October term, they're going to take up this case from North Carolina as to who at the state level should control elections. And if you base it on what their kind of originalist, federalist leanings, they're going to stay state legislators. That's it. Not governors, not anybody else, which means 60% of states are going to be like, we can do whatever the fuck we want. We can decide who gets to vote. We can decide what votes count. Like, I don't think it's a stretch to say you'll never have a Democrat elected president again without violent, bloody revolution, which I one thousand percent endorse like when joe biden was like now is not the time for violence i'm like it is absolutely the time for violence because here's the thing like joe biden is he's he's a he's 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 an institutionalist he believes in the institution Mm -hmm. and the institution is what's fucking us in the ass (laughs) no lube (laughs) They didn't even spit on their hand at first, like, ahead of time. (laughs) So, like, the institution is the problem. You have to reform the institution, and he believes in the institution. So you can't have any progress. And it's like, why? Like, I was talking to my wife, and she was like, I was not thrilled to vote for Joe Biden. I was like, I was 1,000% not thrilled to vote for Joe Biden, but the the, the alternative was so much worse. And so now we're in this weird, where it's like, obviously I'm not going to vote Republican because that's that's just like signing my own death warrant. But also, but I'm also like, like there's no, like the the Democrats are just like, vote harder. Okay, I only get one. Like I can't, like, (laughs) if I I can find a way to get like 10 of them, (laughs) sure. But like, like, that's how I hit that button so hard. I filled out Oh, I vote by mail. Like, oh, I filled out that dot so hard. I pressed so hard with that pen. <laughs> Whatever. And those Nancy Pelosi read a poem. A poem. Yeah. A poem. Like, yeah. like there's like Mark, Mike Birbiglia is one of my favorite comics because and he's very it's it's all it's like stories with him. Like he does his his stuff is great and it's stories. It's not like observational comic comedy it's stories and he has this i forget what bit he does but in one of the lines he says like the the best thing to say would have been nothing (laughs) (laughs) and that's like if your only response to women losing bodily autonomy is to read a poem when you've known it's coming 
for months, the best response would have been nothing. I don't know anything about holding public office or public policy. I don't know anything about anything. And I know not to read a poem. If your best friend told you that their spouse just died, would you read them a poem (laughs) and tell them to vote harder? (laughs) And so that's where I am. And it's just, I'm just mad all the time. But also you go, God, you got to give it to them. You know what? They, you got. They just. They had a plan, and they executed on the plan. It's a terrible plan. That's going to mean a lot of bad things for a lot of bad people. But at the same time, you go. Uh, you know, it's like when the, if the Giants win the Super Bowl, you're like, well, I mean, they they uh, they were the better team. He caught the he caught the ball right on his fucking helmet. It's a great catch. You can't. I mean. It's a great catch. He caught that ball, and then he shot 17 Mexican babies in the face. But, I mean, great catch. Good job, bro. (laughs) Anyway, I could do a whole podcast just on this, but I won't. Anyway, how about those Mets? Um, (laughs) Uh, So it is 4th of July. Um, which is like, here's the thing, living in Florida, not going to lie. And I, and I have a theory, I have a theory that there's a reason so many old people move to Florida and it's because time stands still because the weather doesn't change as much as it does. Like if you live in Ohio, like it's cold, there's snow, then there's like spring comes, leaves come out, then there's summer and it's hot, then it's fall and the leaves turn. It's cold again. You'd be like, oh, it's cold again. A year has turned. Here in Florida, it's just, you know, in the in the winter, it's less hot. And then in the summer, it's just hot all the time. So it's like I so, like, I forgot that it was like the 4th of July because it's just hot and it's always hot. And, like, time has no meaning down here. Uh, but. Do you are you doing anything for the fourth? Do you go like fireworks and, uh, and all that stuff? No, no, I don't do all that stuff. And, you know, this is a small town, and and I could watch pretty much watch the they shoot them off at the the sportsplex, which is like the where all the ball fields are in the community uh-huh. center, and I could pretty much watch them from the yard if I want to because the sportsplex isn't that far away. But yes, it doesn't interest. I'm just you know I'm just kind of like I, when the kids were little, sure, but yeah. they don't care anymore, which means I don't. I don't have to pretend like I care, which is nice. That is nice, right? Like, my daughter doesn't care. Yeah. And, I mean, we're in a similar situation. So, like, so like if you sit on my back uh, lanai and you look out, like, you're basically looking towards Sarasota. So, if, like, Sarasota has fireworks, like, I'll see them in, in the sky. Mm-hmm. So, we, we don't really have to go uh, that far. But um, but my kids have never like my daughter is I mean you know she's on oh. the spectrum so she has like sensory issues so like uh. fireworks not really her thing. Um, and it used to be it used to be hell like I used to hate Fourth um, of July. I mean, I mean the kids enjoyed it and it, I, I would always bitch about it until I got there and then I'd see how much fun they were having and they'd be like well this was worth it. Yeah and yeah yeah. Then, you know and, and and then we'd have to try and leave. And oh that's, that's the worst. Like, no, I was wrong. 
fuck everything about this. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like when I lived in, so I grew up in Albany, New York, and my my um my uncle and my grandfather together they were lawyers, and they had um a law office that was about like a ten minute walk from where they would do the fireworks, and we would always park in their parking lot because mm. for for just that reason. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, and and I mentioned this to you to you uh, privately, but I do need to say publicly that I need to thank you for turning me on to playoff hockey. Um, so so this year, uh, Tampa Bay tried to uh, make it a three-peat, and my wife and I watched um, some part of every single game in all of the series um, from nice. from Florida. Uh, all the way to the Stanley Cup, and it was so much fun. And I don't think I would have gotten into it because I mean, this is not. I mean, so this is uh, when we moved here in 2020. Uh, so they would have that would have been the first year that they yeah. won the Stanley Cup, and then they won it last year. I never cared, but but like talking to you and then getting into hockey because of the Kraken, even though they're terrible, so there's not much to get into there, but, like, and hearing your excitement for playoff hockey and talking, like, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And my wife would get so stressed out, like, you know, she's like, I don't even see the puck! Like, <laughs> and we had such a good time, you know, there's, there's, like, a bunch of times where, like, you know, we would go to watch TV, and she's like, well, isn't the game on? And I was like, well, yeah. And she's like, well, do you want to watch it? And I was like, well, yeah and and we would watch it and just have a great time and she'd get so stressed out she'd be like it doesn't even look like they're trying you know like, <laughs> like yeah they're trying Becoming a real fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. but it was so much fun it was so much fun and and my wife was like well, would you watch hockey even when the playoffs are gone i was like oh my god absolutely it's hard you know being a fan you know, the Seattle team, the game started like 10 o'clock at night. So it's like, I, I don't get a chance to watch much, but like, um, but yeah, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. I can't wait to go to, like, I want to go to a game. So, yes. So it's that's even my, better. Yeah. I, I think I told you that, but yeah, it's even better in person. Yeah. So my hope is to find, um, you know, even if it's like, if it's a, like, I would love if there was like a Kraken lightning game and, uh, and go and just, you know, and, and yeah. have a good time. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was great. So uh, a nice a nice respite from uh, all of the nonsense. And congratulations to the Abs. They were yes. the better team, like a thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not I didn't think you could skate that fast. Like they were. Yes. I mean, my were, God. Yeah. Like and that last game, they were. I mean, it's hard to win a game when you don't ever get a chance to shoot like yeah abs were just i mean just blanketing them just fast and and just causing uh you know bad passes and just every like anytime tampa bay tried to do anything whether it was like i felt like at times like like tampa bay was shooting from like half not half ice i don't know if you call it half court whatever it was just just to say they had a shot on goal like they knew (laughs) it wasn't gonna like be even you know, I mean, like, like, like the goalie would just be able to swat it away, but they were just like, "Well, fuck, we have no shots on goal. Like, let me at least try yeah. something," because I mean, the yeah, abs they, were just all over them. Yeah, they they were they were really aggressive in that game, which was which was 
you know, it was sometimes you wonder why they're not always that way, but it's like, that's not always the game plan, right? Going yeah. in. And so, and so this one, they were like, uh, you know, obviously had been coached to be like, all right, you know, we're going to be aggressive, quick line changes, you know, shifts were minute, maybe two minutes yeah. at the most that they got, but they never got stuck out there long enough for it to be a problem. And that was what happened to Tampa. Yeah. They just, they could not stay in the offensive zone to save their lives. So no. the back check, back check was all over the place. And, and it was just, uh, it was, it was one, of, I love those kind of games. Because, um, like, my favorite players on every team are the goalies, mm. typically. And so I love to see a good goalie duel. And, and yeah. even though um, Darcy Kemper didn't have to work hard, uh, he did have to put in work. And, uh, man, it, and, and Vasilevsky's the best goalie in the league. There's no denying that. So, yeah. you know, watching him do his thing. And he did his thing. Like, like it was two to one. And yep. it was just – you know, both teams struggling. They like Colorado would get in the zone, but couldn't beat Vasilevsky and Tampa just couldn't even get in the zone. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was a, a great matchup. You know, it was, it was certainly the two best teams in the league from their respective yeah. conferences. And, and it was a great finals. I wish it had gone to seven. Um, but as I was rooting for Colorado, I'm kind of glad it didn't also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Like we would, we've been chatting about this before that like like don't get me wrong i'm sure i mean colorado was thrilled but there's something about winning in front of your fans where it you know if if they if they could have could have taken it to seven on their ice and then won you know to, to give all their fans you know that that opportunity you know for the folks to be able to say like i was there in that game but Mm. um but yeah i mean they were they were they were great like i i mean I, I watched that game at night and then I watched the the last period in the morning. And I remember like, I was just like, they like, I mean, Tampa just, they can't even get nearly, like, they couldn't buy a ticket to get right. yes. <laughs> next to, to, you know, close to, to where a shot could be, could be meaningful. But, yeah. um, and I know they were really banged up and they had some injuries and, and stuff like that. But, um, but I do feel like, I mean, the ads were just, just the better team. Um, but, um, so yeah. So, so thank you because, yeah. you know, I, I had been a football fan and the Redskins or the commanders, sorry. I mean, Daniel Snyder is such a fucking piece of shit and that organization has just been running to the ground. And then I hate Roger Goodell and, you know, it's yeah. the NFL in general. I just kind of lost any sort of faith in. And so I'd kind of, not that I want to add more stress to my life, but sports can be fun. Like, I mean, when you have someone to root for and, you know, and you, you, you watch some amazing games and, and see the folks, you know, working towards something they've been working their whole lives towards. And yeah, it's yeah. fun. So, but um, anyway, all right. Well, that's enough. We've been talking fucking jibber jabbering <laughs> for everything except the movies for 20 minutes now. All right, what do you want to do first? Um, I don't know, you pick. I always pick. You, you pick. Okay, I'm going to pick Crimes of the Future because I feel like it's okay. the movie I understand the that, least. That was my pick, too, so that's good. <laughs> okay, so uh, one of the movies we're going to talk about this week is David Cronenberg's latest, uh, Crimes, uh, Crimes, <laughs> Crimes of the Future, um, starring Viggo Mortensen as Saul, Leia Sado as Caprice, uh, his partner in uh surgery and uh performance art uh kristen stewart scott speedman 
um, Don McKellar, uh, lots of folks. Um, so essentially, um, this is, I think calling it a horror movie is probably, I, I think it, I've, to me, it was more of like a sci-fi movie than it was a horror movie. Yes. Um, but essentially, uh, you know, it's kind of a future in which, um, like human beings, they, they, they no longer feel pain and some humans are kind of spontaneously growing, um, new organs. And Viggo Mortensen plays a performance artist named Saul who essentially kind of grows new organs and as part of the performance, um, Caprice, she will operate on him live and tattoo the organs because there's this kind of government um, organization that requires all new organs to be tracked and tattooed. The the idea being that if it's not like like at like if someone uh, spontaneously generated a whole new system of organs, would they still be considered human? Um, so, so, so the, the regulations are like all these organs need to be tattooed and tracked. So she kind of like tattoos them and then removes them, um, from Saul as part of the performance. Um, and he kind of gets involved with this group of individuals that have had voluntary surgery to allow themselves to uh, consume plastic as their only source of nutrition. And, and, and this one guy, his son, um, had just naturally developed uh, organs and, and an organic system to do that. This, his son was, was murdered by the kid's mother, and this, this guy approached Saul to say, can you, as part of your performance art, perform an autopsy on my son to show that like humanity is starting to move on because you know kind of this idea in this movie is like Saul is continuously evolving new organs and having them removed but is he essentially preventing himself from turning into whatever the next step is is he meant to go down this path of developing new organs and new systems and maybe turning into something new and, and through his art by removing them, he's kind of preventing that natural transformation. So there's a lot in this movie and I'll be 100% honest. I don't know that I really understood it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the, like the premise, honestly, it, it, it's not, hard to follow it's not one of those movies that it's hard to follow like the story right. it's telling the you know kind of my thing with it was um would you you know that david cronenberg is making a new movie and you know that uh, it's body horror mm -hmm. um, which is his 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 thing right and then the plot is that human beings no longer feel pain you think or i did anyway like holy shit yeah, like, here we go. We're gonna we gotta buckle in for this one, buddy. Cause yeah, just, you know. And then it's this, 
And I got to be honest, like I was disappointed. I'm not going to lie. Like it, yeah. it, it's way safer than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was definitely, um, it definitely was trying to get a message across to the point to where it was almost beating you over the head with it. Yeah. Uh, but I also am not sure I know what that message is. <laughs> like, yeah. is it, is it, you know, plastic is bad for the planet We're we're killing the planet and, and with plastics or is it, you know, was it, uh, are we like as people to reliance upon our plastic devices and technologies and things and it's, and we're evolving and like, I, I just don't know that I fully understood the point. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, part of it too is like, they they made a big part because you know so so there's some like you know the the Cronenbergian you know sex and body horror um, there's some some kind of feelings of like crash in there you mm-hmm. know where you know um, you know you have these parties where because people no longer feel pain that they're just like operating on each other like like at one point there's this woman and she. Um, had been a model and what she wanted she didn't want to be beautiful anymore she wanted mm-hmm. someone to essentially kind of disfigure her so this this idea and this has been explored in other things like the the altered carbon not the tv show but the books you know kind of got into this idea of like if you could live forever, like truly live forever to where your consciousness could be downloaded to a new body every time you died, like eventually you would start just exploring way more, I guess, depraved and, and because it'd be, yes. you would already have experienced everything. So, so this right. idea of if you have a whole society where pain is no longer a consideration, maybe you would start looking at disfigurement and things like that, like just out of almost like boredom, like these things that, mm. that before were not open to you because of, of, of the, the pain and all that stuff. And so like, you know, there's one woman getting her foot just like cut into while she's sitting there yeah. and like, she seemed to be taking pleasure out of it. And at one point, you know, Kristen Stewart, who I love Kristen Stewart. I think Kristen Stewart is, she's one of my favorite actresses working today. The, 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 the yeah. the work that she's done and she was in my opinion completely wasted in this movie. Um, 100%. The character was bad. I thought. Yeah, but you know? but she mentions like oh surgery is is the new sex, um, mm-hmm. and 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 almost looking you know saying like okay the the way in which before people interacted their with their bodies through in order for for pleasure now it's like well now that pain's not an issue we can go further and there are some scenes from that in the trailer. And you think, you know, and, and Saul's got, like, zippers sometimes in, in his flesh and the way that thing's done. And it's like you think that it's going to be in the same way that Videodrome mixed together this idea of sex and, and television. Yes. To where, and the idea of, of, of ideas becoming flesh and implanted in you via TV, like that type of thing. The, the, those concepts in that movie were pretty far out, but they were also clearer. And like mm-hmm. you said, in this one, I don't really know what, what, what he was saying because there's also like a lot of double-crossing going on. Like Saul is working with the, the, 
the, the, the organization that regulates the new organs, but they also have other people on the inside and they're kind of doing their thing and and they want them to, he, you know, this group wants Saul to infiltrate the, the guys who had the surgery for the eating the plastic, but yeah, it's like, I, it's just there's so many like double crosses, but also not going on, and I just, I didn't, yeah. and then, I mean, unfortunately, Cronenberg's stuff sometimes has been very disturbing and very weird and mm. disturbing because it's weird. But then in this, they have this bony kind of H.R. Geiger chair oh, it where it's so like bad. the idea is that like this this kind of spontaneous organ, uh, whatever you call it, thing happens and, and this chair like is supposed to move your organs around. So that when you're eating, you don't have like a new, I don't know, liver happening in your throat or something. But it was like, it was obvious that the, the, the actors were just sitting in the chair and moving their bodies back and forth. And Viggo Morrison yeah. would go, ah, ah, you know, eating like in this weird <laughs> giant spoon and this futuristic plate which is just a plate and it's like it's supposed to be that this chair is like jostling him back and forth to move his organs around while he's trying to eat and it I was just was like this thing looks like a it looks like a piece of plat like just plastic it, it, junk. It looks it looks straight out of like a haunt that you'd go to. Yeah. Like it yeah. had super jerky, very basic movements. Yeah. Like one arm moved like to the left and then shot back to the right. Like yeah. you know and it, and that was gonna. That was one thing I was gonna mention when I, when I was, you know, I saw the trailer, the some of the screenshots from this, and you see the guy with the ears all over him. Yeah. Oh, that know, was like and, a nothing. Yeah, and his, uh, you know, his uh, mouth and eyes sewn shut, and that was my thing when I when I started to watch the movie and saw that people couldn't feel pain, and I thought, oh my god, you know, where is this gonna go? Um, and I can't wait to see some of these effects. And it was, I don't know, seventy percent CG. Yeah, and, and like not great, and I could not fucking believe that. Yeah. I was so ready for some fucking practical body horror stuff. You know, this, yep. uh, this man is known for this. This is his career. Is, is this pretty much? You yep. know, the fly for Christ's sake. And, yes, and this to be CG for the, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe how little I'm enjoying this after as, as excited as I was for it. And and what's funny is that whole thing with the with the the performance artist who had all the the ears like you know it kind of starts and he says like now's the time to not see and not listen or not see not and see not, not speak, speak but just right. to listen right and so he just kind of danced around with all these ears and at one point um, someone who was attending the performance and said, Oh, the, most of those ears aren't like, aren't even real. Yeah, he's he's yeah. a hack. And so even right. the movie dismissed yeah. it. Like you, right. you look at it and you're like, okay, like in the context of the film, what this particular performance artist is doing makes sense, but let, they don't even allow the audience to feel like it's a big deal because it's immediately dismissed yeah. by the people in the movie. Right. Right. And, and you're like, what thing, the fuck? And then he's just dancing in the background for like 15 minutes, and you're like, yep, got it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and it's like, I just, I don't, I don't understand what you said. I don't understand what the, the, 
the overarching concept was supposed to be other than in um in regards to Saul where this this question of is he purposefully preventing himself right. from kind of going to the next level by having these organs removed yeah um and you're like oh okay but yeah. i mean it's it's just you know i mean I've, they're not all going to be bangers like at the end of the day cronenberg is going to go down as one of the most you know influential filmmakers of yeah, ever absolutely. so i mean i'm not certainly going to be like whatever but i mean it just i was surprised at how tame it was yes big time me too um and i know they're like oh people in cons stood up and walked out okay well if you fart wrong at cons people are going to stand up and walk out <laughs> and at the end of the day yeah like this woman murdered her son and then they did an autopsy on a 10 year old Right, you know, and the guy's sewing his mouth shut. Like, there's like a laundry list of things that people at cons would get up and walk yeah, that, out on. But know, that doesn't that mean sentence. anything. That's like when you, no. you know, when you read reviews of people who don't watch horror movies. With like when you said, like with the Black Phone, where people are like this is the scariest movie I've ever seen, and you're like, you right. must not ever. This must be. You must have walk woken up from a coma and went right to the Black Phone, <laughs> and it's yes. literally the only movie you've ever seen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's like having people get up at cons and walk out, that's not, to me, that's just as performative as, if you showed yeah, us, a, here's the thing, you absolutely. showed a fantastic fest and people get up and walk out, and eh, now you got my attention. Like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, all right, I'm curious. It might be because it's terrible, but if you make those people walk out, I kind of want to see what you got going on. <laughs> yeah, you've done something there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might not be good. But it, it, right. it's going to be something I want to at least I'm experience. I'm going to have a reaction to in some way. Yes. Which is all I'm really looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't understand what the overarching message of the film was. Yeah. Also, um, like, to be honest, I was bored for a good part of it. I was yeah. just like, yep. nothing's happening. Literally nothing's happening except Viggo Mortensen is is slinking around in a Jedi cloak. It's and, Jedi cloak. <laughs> and, and like, yeah. and having conversations that I don't understand the point of. And yeah. he's making this gargling choking noise, which irritates the shit. And he whispers yeah. for God's sake, yeah. does he whisper the whole fucking time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And he's such an electric actor. I know. I mean, he's, Jeez. he's just made some absolutely amazing movies. And with Cronenberg. Yes. I mean, Eastern Promises. Eastern Promises, there's nothing body horror about it at all. But holy shit, you just cannot stop watching that movie. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, Probably also like a history of violence, too. Like, that's you, you, also a Cronenberg film. Like, those two back to back, like, you want to see just two fucking bangers like a yeah. like a like a like a a a pair of creative artists just fucking operating on all cylinders watch those yeah. two movies back to back and then oh, watch yeah. this God. and just Man, be like what a double feature yeah what the fuck when it's time to go to bed put this on <laughs> yeah you're yeah. just like what yeah exactly <laughs> yeah 
You need so, to come down off of that that excitement, that adrenaline from the other two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I don't I don't I don't I mean good for Scott Speedman getting work. I mean I'm a fan yeah, of his. Well, I mean, but um it's just there was so much that was you know Oh, one thing I did laugh out loud. I I, I almost text you. I picked up the phone to do it, but I couldn't figure out how I wanted to word it. But uh, uh, when uh, when when Christian uh, Christian Stewart's making the pass at him, yeah, and uh, and he goes, I was what he he says, I mean, I'm not very good, or I was never very good at the old sex. I was never very good at the old sex. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm saying that up front from now on, just to eliminate any disappointment. Exactly. Don't get your hopes up. I've never been very good at the old sex. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Too that, that's the name of my sex tape. Because I'm not very good at the old exactly. sex. Yeah. <laughs> I I would what? make I would make a best effort with Kristen Stewart. Although I know she's not. We don't we don't hit on the same. We don't play for the same team. Yes. But right. I'd, yeah. I'd be okay. I'd, but she's. <laughs> I love her. Like I mean my, I mean, the the. Diana, Princess of Wales, weird ass biopic yeah, yeah, that yeah. she made. I, it was my favorite, like m- one of my favorite movies last year. I loved that film. I loved her in it. Purse Shopper. I loved that film. I mean, the yep. Charlie's Angels reboot was fucking terrible, but it's not her fault. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but you know, I just we talked about this a hundred times, but it's the same thing with Pattinson. Like she makes one movie and of course she got, if she had the opportunity to be in that movie, of course she's in that movie. Yeah. But she's also very clearly so much more talented than that one yes. character. And that one, it makes, but anyway, yeah. we've been over that before. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say don't watch it, but if you're looking for like video drone, you know, that kind of level of, you know, weird ass. Yeah. Stick I mean, with uh, his son. <laughs> yeah. He he's still doing that stuff, but yeah. But uh, I don't know. This is not his return to to glory. Yeah. By any stretch. Yeah. Okay. So then our next film is um, the the newest from uh, Alex Garland. So Alex Garland, of course, uh, Ex Machina. Who I have to say, <laughs> I love Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. Fantastic film, love it to death. Mm-hmm. I hate every movie now doing the uh, villain slash mad scientist whatever dancing dance yes. routine. <laughs> yes, yeah. In it to show <laughs> how you know cuckoo for cocoa pups they are. Like I hate it. Like can we? Yeah. It's just like I watched. It wasn't Morbius because they did that in Morbius, but there was something recently I watched. I don't remember what it was, and it was like a scientist, and he was dancing, and then I was like, "Okay, can we not?" Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be a thing. It was a good thing in that it didn't make sense in Ex Machina. Right. It certainly doesn't need to fucking make sense in all these other movies. <laughs> I dance every day when I'm making dinner. I'm not committing genocide. Like I'm fucking chopping <laughs> carrots. Like. <laughs> so okay so um alex garland's latest is uh men i have to say um jesse buckley uh plays harper she's the main character in the movie if you have not seen um 
The Lost Daughter on mm. Netflix. And there are Maggie Gyllenhaal um, wrote and directed it. Um, not a lot of movies on Netflix I would recommend. But I 1000% recommend uh, The Lost Daughter. It is an absolutely fantastic film. Jesse Buckley has a small part in it. She is essentially... Um, so um, Olivia Coleman plays this woman named Lita who is, who is um, uh, staying at this resort having a vacation. And in flashback scenes, Jesse Buckley plays a young Lita. And Jesse Buckley is... I mean, Olivia Coleman is fucking amazing. And Jesse Buckley is fantastic too. So... If you watch Men and then you're like, I need to see more of this actress, I one I cannot recommend The Lost Daughter enough. It is an absolutely fantastic film. Um, but yeah, anyway, I haven't seen it. I'm gonna have to check that out. It's yeah, like it's TV not TV. a horror movie at all. It's like a drama, <laughs> but it's it's but it's they both are electric. They are just absolutely okay. fantastic. Um, but so this one, Alex Garland wrote and directed it. So um, Olivia Coleman, or sorry, Jesse Buckley plays Harper. She's a woman who um, rents this uh, house in the English countryside because her uh, husband had died. Uh, unclear as the events of the movie go on, whether he died in an accident or killed himself. Um, and while she's in this English countryside, uh, for one, all of the men that she meets um, have Rory Kinnear's face, mm-hmm. which was really weird. <clears throat> but she notices that there's this naked guy uh, kind of hanging out in um, her backyard. And he gets arrested, but then gets let out, and then shit kind of goes from there. <laughs> it sure does. Um, <laughs> it is... Alex Garland specifically said he didn't... He left the ending ambiguous because in his words, people take their own meaning into movies and you can tell them as a writer and a creator, what you intended the movie to mean, and they're going to go, well, that's not what it meant. So he didn't feel the need to clarify what happened at the end of this movie because he knew people were going to take their own meaning out of it. Right. Um, but essentially what happens over the course of, as, as Harper all of the so Rory Kinnear plays the guy who he rents the the house and he's kind of asking her like oh are you married and he kind of stays a little bit longer than he should and makes some kind of like uncomfortable comments about whether she's married and things like that and you kind of go oh well he's just kind of this goofy older yeah. guy and he maybe doesn't really know how to act around people then she goes to the church because she's remembering essentially what happened. Her her husband. She 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 was she and her husband were going to get divorced, and he threatened to kill himself mm-hmm. as part of this discussion. And then he ended up falling off of a building and dying. Um, 
and it's unclear whether it was because he 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 broke into the apartment upstairs went to climb over the balcony it's unclear whether he fell and died or he just let go and died but as he was falling down they locked eyes eh, awkward yeah, right yeah. um so she she goes to the, the she has an she's kind of walking the ground she's this like old railway tunnel she's like yelling and doing the echo thing she sees a guy and he freaks her out so then later on she goes to the church and she's kind of remembering what happened with her husband and she's kind of crying about it and then she meets this fucking creepy ass teenager also with rory kinnear's face and he's wearing this mask and he's like you want to play hide and seek and she's like no and he's calling her like a fucking bitch and then she's talking to the vicar and the vicar like is putting his hand on her knee and is like and she's telling him about how her husband like punched her in the face and he's like well did you let him apologize and she's like what and he's like wow sometimes men get mad did you let him apologize and she's like what the fuck so it's like all of these men and then she meets the cop and the cops like yeah we let him go what are you going to do so it's like all of these guys that she meets as she's in this situation all to varying degrees are kind of piling just these like microaggressions on top of her and then it all kind of comes the naked guy is sticking leaves in his face and comes to her house and <laughs> and then it just is like strap in because it's really weird and i also don't understand what the purpose of this movie was no, no. beyond <laughs> just a woman just just almost like I read a review of this movie and what the review said was like the people who should see this movie are not going to see this movie in the same way that like Colossus like how Colossus was like you think it's about this woman who is like somehow controlling this kaiju but it's really mm-hmm. about toxic masculinity and the people who get that message probably didn't see it in the first place yeah <laughs> and the same thing about this is it's like you know, there's these scenes at the end of this movie where it's like these the guys that she's met, and I, I'm not going to spoil it, but the guys that she's met kind of keep, um, without spoiling it, she 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 meets again all of the guys that she's met at the cottage, culminating in finally seeing her her late husband again. Yeah. And that's kind of where the the ambiguity of the ending is. Is what what does she do once her her late husband shows up? Right. Um, and to me, it just it felt like one of the things I read. This woman was like, I don't need to spend fifteen dollars to watch a woman Sorry, could you- get like have guys be shitty towards her (laughs) and i understand that because like i don't know what the purpose of this movie was beyond that like just this idea of like these shitty guys just beget shitty guys and it's just this like kind of continuing cycle of you know things happening um i don't i don't i mean and I, i mean how did you feel did you because I get any more out of it? No, uh, you know I, I expected this is another one that I I kind of expected it to be obviously weird and because I mean you know and and as much as I love Annihilation, don't ask me to explain the ending to you because I, I can't do yeah. that. And and so I've it's almost one of those. It's like Aronofsky, right? Like I know it's going to be super 
yes disturbing and i know that it's going to be super message heavy yeah and i may or may not get it or what i get out of it may or may not be like you like and he said you know it's it's up to you to decide what you get out of it um and yeah now that that's basically it and and, and i expected it to be way worse than it was to be honest mm-hmm. um with some of the the stuff happening with her and i i don't know exactly what uh to take from that when i expected you know when you name the movie men and and you have the poster that it has with it with uh old, yeah. old dude there with his creepy ass fucking grins yeah and you're like and then it starts the way it does you know i i, I expected it was going to be a, a harder watch than it was mm-hmm. um, it was like you said just like micro aggressive things that women hear all day every day and, and i'm yeah. aware of that and so uh, to to couple that with what happens in the last twenty minutes, mm-hmm. I I have no idea what he was trying to say there, um, or yeah. what I was supposed to be getting from that. Um, but but like you said, maybe the right people aren't aren't watching it. Like I already knew these things, and so I guess I, I don't know if it's the point being yeah, like you said, like shitty people beget more shitty people and it's just a cycle that this person has had to deal with forever and, yeah. and that you know that kind of thing but i mean you know you, we, we've seen that lots of times before and yeah you know i don't necessarily it's not such a broad unidentifiable concept that there this something like this needs to exist to explain it yeah. or to, to make you think about it in some sort of different way because it certainly didn't me I was just confused. Yeah. Yeah. I, say, I, I thought the the body horror in this was more akin to what I was expecting from Crimes of the Future. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was – there. I was explaining it to my wife, and she was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, 100%. Like, I mean, yeah. the effects are amazing. There's some absolutely yes. horribly – like, just completely disturbing – stuff getting shown and 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 just like this one scene in particular with the with the mailbox slot where you're yes. just like ah like it's just Slurming. slow and deliberate <laughs> and painful you know yeah. um you and know. then the and then the, the, that he's stuck with that yeah the rest of it you know I, yeah. I thought that would just be a one-off and then you know okay i was like oh that was pretty fucking gnarly but then the fact that it it's the rest of the movie. It's there. And I was just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and, and there were callbacks to, to the way that her husband died. Like, there was, like, parallels, yeah. you know, with, the, with the, the body horror with that. And so there was definitely a lot of thought um, and, and consideration into the visuals and, and what happened. It's just I can't say that I understand, like, what the what the overarching – message was and and kind of what you were meant to i guess understand i don't know right right yeah same like you know and i, I just watched it today I, like we were talking about before we started recording so i am still thinking about it and i probably will be tomorrow and and i i do want to watch it again um yeah knowing where it goes and just see if it if there's anything there that I didn't pick up on on the initial initial watch, just because you know I don't do trailers, and so how the you know how the movie presents itself is my first experience with it now these days, um, and so I wonder because you know sometimes a trailer can inform 
you know, for good or bad, you know, yeah. your experience in some way. Right. And so, uh, you know, going into most things blind, <clears throat> you know, for me, I, I like that more. And yeah. at the same time <clears throat> with something like this, I feel like it goes over my head and I'm like, I wonder had I known some things going into this, if it would have in some way influenced the viewing or, or maybe, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think the trailer, I mean, because there's, you know, there's only, you know, essentially, you know, two main or two or three. I mean, there's, there's, you know, in terms of like main characters, there's, it's a very small cast. So it's like the, the, yeah. the trailer really didn't show much. It was like, you know, her and then the guy in the tunnel and, you know, I don't think you would have gotten. Gotcha. I mean, I remember watching the trailer and just being like, yeah, I have no idea what this movie is going to be about. <laughs> and then I watched the movie and I was like, yep, still don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you know, if, if nothing else, and I'm sure, you know, gun to his head and you ask him to explain it, I'm sure he could. But also, uh, you know, I think the, the name of the movie and some of the marketing and it coming out at the time that it did, Certainly, um, there's some connotation there, I think, or some, you know, yeah. it's like some people aren't going to watch the movie at all. It's like, oh, look at this, you know, um, woke bullshit. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? And I think that I think that, uh, you know, it's a controversial thing to name your movie men and, and yeah. put it out right now. Yeah. Even if that isn't necessarily the, the, the point or what you're trying to get across. Right. Uh, you you certainly catch eyeballs with that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and and I mean, I I love his films. I mean, I think he's a oh great, me too. He's a great filmmaker. Um, yeah. but um, you know, that's fucking. I still like. I still hear that bear. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That bear was fucked up. Um, yes. And and that movie too, like there's no easy answers in Annihilation. I mean, no. it definitely you know kind of requires you to you know think more than uh, yeah. a lot of movies. It was it was just more my my bag for weird, I yeah. guess, <laughs> than this one. Um, but I did like this. I'm not not now, get me wrong. I actually enjoyed it a lot. Um, just the last twenty minutes, I was just kind of sitting there like, yeah. It's like, all right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, and then finally, like, I know we didn't talk about this, but you, you went to see The Black Phone, which I did not, and you were not yeah. thrilled with it. Uh, no. Or not that you were uh, not thrilled with it, but... I thought it was... It's a very good movie. Very good movie. Uh-huh. Um, it's It's one of the few examples, I feel like, of the movie... It's changing some things and expanding because I read the story the morning before I saw it. Like okay. I bought the book. We talked about it last time that I'd ordered the book hadn't come yet. Uh, so it came. Twenty 20th Century Ghosts is the, the collection of short stories that it's mm-hmm. in. And I read it. It's like thirty minutes. It's a really short kind of straight to the point story. Um, and then the movie makes some very interesting short. You know, to flesh out the runtime to uh, you know a hundred minute movie. Yeah. You know, it, ha- it has to right. And so the, but I felt like the choices that were made were really good. They made sense. They, you know, when you know he's he's fleshing out these characters in the story to fill a, you know, a runtime of a movie, it makes perfect sense. And I liked every, you know, every decision. My issue was that I had already seen the movie because they fucking ran the trailer before Halloween Kills. Mm-hmm. You know, Blumhouse, 
can't help themselves. They show you their whole, they lay all the cards on the table in the fucking trailer. You know, I was, I watched, uh, I went and saw Halloween kills with Tommy, my friend Tommy, and he was, we're on the way out. And he's, uh, he was saying some of those trailer movies look good in the trailers. And I was like, yeah. And he's like that black phone. And I was like, yeah, but I also feel like that was the whole movie. Yeah. He's like, you know, and as you say that, yeah, it kind of pretty much is. Right. And then I, and then, uh, so going into the movie and I said that, and I was thinking that and I was like, yep, that was the whole fucking movie. You know, right. It's good. You know, Scott Derrickson is, is a great filmmaker. I really, uh, uh, enjoy his work. This is, you know, again, a great adaptation of a story. Um, I just, I really wish I hadn't seen the fucking trailer. That's yeah. all really well. I was just angry when I was, when I was writing all that shit in the, the discord. And it's just, it's so frustrating because it's, it's a really good movie. And I, I know how much I would have enjoyed it. Right. Had I not felt like I'd already seen it. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think I've seen, I, I know I've seen the trailer. I just don't, uh, I mean, aside from just kind of like Ethan Hawke wearing the mask and, and stuff, I don't, I don't yeah. think I've seen much more than that. So, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, well, that's a bummer. I mean, I, I, I look forward to watching it at some point. Um, you know, once it hits like VOD or whatever, because mm-hmm. I like Joey Hill's work. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I've read this story. I'll have to go back and look. I'm so bad at like remembering books that I've read that I, I don't know. I've read his work before. I just don't know if I've read. Um, the only thing I had read before I read the Black Phone that uh, that morning was uh, I read Horns after I saw that movie, that mm-hmm. Daniel Radcliffe movie, because I yeah. really liked that. And so I found the book like used somewhere for like a dollar. Like yeah. the hardcover. So I picked it up and it was really good too. So, yeah. and then Nosferatu, like I, yeah, I read that. I read that one, but I think that's it. Did you watch that show? Uh, no, Nosferatu? I never got around to it. Yeah, I'm so either. bad at shows. man. I heard it wasn't all that great, which is why mm. I, I ended up not watching. Plus I was like, how is this thing like more than one season? Like I was a huge right. fan. Like when they, they turned Mr. Mercedes into a show, um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that quite a bit, but, even that, I don't think I watched the whole, like all of the seasons because they kind of moved around. I think the order of things and, um, but, um, and then they, they made a different Holly Gibney than they did when they did the outsider and that kind of <laughs> threw me off. Yeah. But, um, anyway, um, all right. So, um, in terms of games real quick. So I, have been playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and um, I finished Mass Effect 1. I was surprised at how short Mass Effect 1 was. I think when I was done, I had ended up putting um, like 32 hours in it, Mm -hmm. and I I played it like three times, back to back to back, when originally because I was getting all the achievements and I remember like mm-hmm. just being so like jacked when it was done that I would like immediately finish and go right into it. And that's probably why I remember being longer, but like when it was done, I was like, I only put, and and the legendary edition has like the mass effect DLC, but I didn't even realize it was in there. So I didn't play it like um, bring down the sky and I forget what else. Um, so like I was like 32 hours like that's nothing like I mean what I have like 180 some odd hours in an Assassin's Creed game are you fucking kidding me like 32 hours is a prologue like that's not yeah. even like, right like you haven't even left the home area yet in 30 hours um, right. 
and and I and I enjoyed it. And I remember thinking like my you know my memories of Mass Effect games are so much tied up in like two and three that I was like you know I forgot that like even though you have this whole squad, there's only like three people that you can go and do like mm-hmm. character specific missions for because the other two one of them's gonna die and they don't know which one you're gonna pick so they don't bother <laughs> making stories for them because like you have right. to pick between Cade and ashley so they don't give you uh <laughs> specific missions for them because they don't know which one's gonna be alive and i was like i i could have sworn that game was so much longer um and yeah. so, you know, I finished it, and I jumped into Mass Effect 2, and Mass Effect 2, to this day, remains one of my favorite games ever. I think the pacing is out of this world. Just this whole, like, you know, kind of, like, Dirty Dozen, Magnificent Seven, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, like, we're getting a team together, you know, we've mm-hmm. got this huge suicidal mission and all that stuff, but it's like, I had forgotten that Mass Effect 2 came out at the height of you know, horse armor, DLC bullshit. Oh my God, I had absolutely forgotten how much nickel and diming. And people now, when you, like, if you complain about a season pass, you, I, you don't know, like, I don't want to do, like, the pulls on his cigarette and stares off into the distance because like you remember the days but like I had forgotten like now it's easy like you buy a season pass and you know what you're getting like when we buy a season pass for Destiny we know there's going to be some exotics there's going to be some ornaments there's going to be you know, missions to move the story forward. We might not know what the exotic is. We might not know where the story is going to go, but we know you're going to have two sets of ornaments. You're going to have at least one exotic, and 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 you're going to get it at the beginning, and then you're going to get a more power, you know, a higher level one later on, yeah. and you're going to have at least six weeks of story missions and a new seasonal event you know that's what you're gonna get just the flavor of it is what changes there was a time when like you'd be like oh here's a dlc well it's a mission and it adds a guy and oh this mission's 15 minutes but this one's over here is fucking an hour and a half and this one here gets you one of the best weapons in the game and this one here is a tie-in for dragon age and you're gonna wear wear space armor with a dragon on it for some fucking unknown reason (laughs) and this one here is just some uh oh yeah this is a new gun that you're never going to use and this one was 99 cents and this one was 5.99 and this one was three dollars and this one you got if you pre-ordered this version and this one you could buy later and and it's like you forget that it was this weird a la carte smorgasbord and and half of it ended up being completely inconsequential and then some of it was like, oh, here's the best gun in the game, and it'll cost <laughs> yeah. you a nickel. And you're like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, this is a whole new character, and he's got a whole mission and a backstory, and someone was paid to to to, to record lines for him. And this is, I literally ran over a monkey in a Jeep, and you're like, here's the best <laughs> game. Here's, here, this, this game, this gun cracks planets in half. Like, <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I for and I had forgotten, you know, because, like, I for me now, EA, they just make 
I don't know, occasionally they'll put out a Star Wars game and then they just do FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you forgot at a time they were basically Activision and it's been a minute since they were that way. But at the time they were and it's like you forget how weird and and just completely confusing it was to be a consumer trying to figure out what all the shit you could buy for these games. And it's like, it's so much better now. I mean, you could argue it's worse, but like, I, I mean, I've played the past three Assassin's Creed games, and I got the season pass for Valhalla, and I got the season pass for Odyssey, and I did not get the season pass for Origin, and all of those games, if you had just wanted to say, here's my $60, I'm just playing the base game, I'm never touching any of the season pass stuff, you would get if you did everything over a hundred hours of stuff to do mm-hmm. and your enjoyment of the game would not be diminished at all by not doing the season pass. And then if you got the season pass, you'd be like, Oh cool. Here's some more stuff. Shit. They even added free stuff to link, um, Odyssey and Valhalla. But if you didn't want to do the season pass stuff in Valhalla, you didn't have to, you'd still have a great time. If you did great, here's more stuff to do. And there was a time where that was not the case at all and you forget how like awful it was (laughs) yeah (laughs) because like the legendary edition has all of it and i'm looking at some of this shit i go to buy it at the space station and i'm like what the fuck is this (laughs) and i was like oh my god right like (laughs) missions are out of place and yeah i like oh my it's like it's so weird and then i i go back and i remember and i was like oh yeah those were dark times like (laughs) yeah because about the arkham games were bad too they were bad all that shit was new to me like i you know i remember thinking i i had to buy all that shit yeah you know like yeah, horse armor. I need that. Yeah, like no, you really don't. <laughs> and and the Arkham games did it too, because like when Arkham Asylum came out, it was self-contained, and then Arkham City came out, and it was like, oh, do you want to buy these Robin? You can play no, as Robin. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, fuck yeah. yeah, I want to play as Robin. And then you buy it, and you're like, oh no, it's on this challenge maps. What? Right. No, right. I what? I don't want to do that. And then you do a map, and you're like, oh, he's cool. And you're like, you want to play as Nightwing? Fuck yes, I want to play as Nightwing. Oh, it's challenge maps. Uh, no. <laughs> and it's like, you want to play as Catwoman? It's challenge maps? No, there's a story. What? Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> also did, challenge uh, maps. Because um, <laughs> I bought the, uh, the Batmobile, the 66 Batmobile. Yeah. And it was the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, they had the costumes where it's like, you want to be Bruce Timm's Batman? Ah, uh, I mean yes, but also no. Like, because <laughs> that looks so wrong. Like, do you want to be Zer Al Gur, whatever the fuck his name was, running around in his trash can, his trash yeah. bag suit? God. It's like I guess, but also, uh, Zen Al Thor, whatever the fuck was it? Was it? What is his name? Zer Zer In Ra or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I fucking still don't understand that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do you want to read the Black Club for the ninth time and hope you get it? Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Grant. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Zen 
Oh, now it's gonna bug me. I'm gonna Zen El Ra or so, Zen. Yeah, it was uh, something like that. Yeah, Zen El Ra, Zen El Ra, Zen. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> nonsense. It was fucking nonsense. <laughs> what it was. But I bought it. I had the costume. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. But anyway, so it's been a fun trip down memory lane. Um, it'll be interesting to me, like you know, to to play Mass Effect three and see if I can I can divorce myself from, you know, all the bullshit around the ending. Um, I mean, yeah. I had issues with Mass Effect three, independent from the ending. It just seemed like all the work that Same you did here. to gather resources ultimately didn't mean fuck all. Um, mm-hmm. I had forgotten how tedious scanning planets was. I've spent a lot of time scanning planets, but I'm so OCD about it. I'm like, I cannot leave until they're depleted. It's like, but also like this idea of like just going tripsing across the galaxy, raping planets for all their natural resources. Right. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> how are you gonna make iPhones if you don't have palladium? Like. <laughs> Titanium. Uh, I just I did read though this one this one planet today where there are like it was like a one paragraph description and like it ended with like basically like this planet is a loser and everyone hates them and I'm like wow that writer had a shitty day the day that he wrote up he pulled up the tab of his planet spreadsheet and was like I have to fucking write 200 words on this dumb planet fuck it and he's like everyone hates this planet like <laughs> And they just were like, it's fine. He's having a thing. Just let him work through it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is planet stupid head. <laughs> Everybody liked this planet till this planet fucked his girlfriend. <laughs> but I guess I'm the asshole. Like, <laughs> because... <laughs> Like, whoa, Chris is going through some shit. Like, <laughs> uh, all right, good times. Um, okay, so <laughs> so that's it for us. Uh, it's been episode one fifty one. Such a roller coaster, but that's what you're here for, folks. Um, I say this every year. You know, have a have a safe and happy fourth if you are. You know, driving, don't drink. And if you're drinking, don't drive. And if you are someone who likes to have fun with uh, fireworks, just please, please be careful. Uh, Be careful where you're lighting them off. Be careful, you know, that you're being safe, that your surroundings are safe. Um, And and have a good time. Have a, you know, uh, have a chance to whatever. Eat some hot dogs and... Uh, enjoy some time with your your friends and family but uh but above all uh be safe and hopefully uh you and all of your fingers and thumbs uh will be here with us um for our next episode for self for myself and mitch thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight we look forward to spending some more time with you in the next two weeks uh so for the both of us uh good night and have a good evening